Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Monday! Uh, feels good to be back in the maintenance group. I'm trying to think, why does it feel like I've been gone for so long? But that's because uh, last Monday I was in Vegas. And so that was for my stay yet. So I was unable to join you live because I was on my way home. Um, what Can we just talk about the amazing conversations that we've been having in our Way In Wednesdays? Honestly, if you haven't had the opportunity to tune in, so you can't watch us live. All of the uh, live segments are stored in the guide, but they're also available over on our podcast, Way In With Gina. So you can download and listen at your leisure. Um, definitely worth tuning into. I just got off a meeting... Um, and if you have any questions, I'm not going to grab my iPad here. If you got any questions, load them up. I did make some notes on some of the things you guys want, want me to talk about. But I just finished a meeting with Ruth Kane. Do you guys remember Ruth Kane? So Ruth Kane is um, is someone who's studying the Livy Method. So she recently got Shirk funding from the government to, to study the Livy Method and also the sustainability uh, behind it. We actually did a conversation. We actually had Ruth on in the maintenance group. I'm not sure if that segment is still stored in the guides, but I'm going to get the team to find it and then repost it. Um, it really was a good one. Um, so the thing we were just talking about is how she lost 80 pounds during the program. And obviously she's studying people who are, you know, working through maintenance and people who are losing and whatnot. And she says she's found the conversations that we're having in the maintenance group so fascinating. And one of the things that she's talking about is she says, it seems like People who've lost a lot of weight are finding it a little easier to navigate. Um, hang on, let me log into my iPad. Are finding it a little bit easier to navigate maintenance than those who may only have lost like 15, 20 pounds. And I said to her, what's interesting about that, and I'm going to guess the reason why, is that when you have a lot of weight to lose and you're repeating the program in order to do so, you're putting a lot of time and energy into all the things that you need to level up and learn. So, so you know, your issues and your associations and your beliefs and getting even more in tune with your body's needs, you know, even more, um, you know, strengthen that mind-body connection, even more improving your relationship with food and whatnot. Whereas someone who has, and this is why I say, like, for some, five pounds can be just as hard to lose as 50, you know, obviously due to health issues, inflammation and stuff in the body and whatnot, but also mentally, right? And so, you know, someone who has 20 pounds, someone who has, let's say, 200 pounds to lose doesn't necessarily have less or more sort of issues and associations and things that they need to work through than someone who has only 20 pounds to lose. So the person who only had 20 pounds to lose might have to do a lot of work internally, mentally, right, to get to a place where they're able to easily sustain and maintain their weight. Perhaps they've spent 20 years trying to lose that same 20 pounds over and over and over and over and over again, right? So so just because you have less weight or had less to lose doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be easier for you to maintain that or you have less less work to do when it comes to maintenance. 
So when we talk about the four stages of finally and forever, there's like losing your weight, which is what you've done, which is why you're here. Then there is putting time into solidifying your weight. So you're personalizing the plan to do this, or you're repeating the program to do that, right? Just like giving your body more time to adjust to its new weight without stressing it out and, and minimizing any indulgences. Also repeating the program again to level up, continue to work through your issues and associations, right? And then there's that testing the waters phase. So well, someone who has been through the program, like say three, four, five times, might spend a lot less time in that testing the water stage than someone who's only done one program to lose 20 pounds because of all the things that you've been working through in your previous group. So you get to this testing the water stage, that might just be a couple weeks to a month for someone who's done quite a few programs to lose their weight, or it might be months, even a year for someone who, you know, didn't have a lot of weight to lose, right? To really get to this place where you're ready to move on with your life, to, to wake up, look good, feel good, you know, and get onto that place, which is really, really, really interesting. Uh, there's Melanie. I just want to follow up on my weight in Wednesday from last week. When I returned from my vacation on Friday night, thoughts of the scale danced through my head while I was getting ready for bed. So we had a conversation, great conversation. Again, if you aren't listening, um, this conversation with Melanie uh, is available from last week. So Melanie lost her weight by doing a considerable amount of traveling. And she's been in maintenance since July, and she's been traveling a lot since. Well, obviously, one of the big things we talked to her about was her ability to travel and maintain and sustain her weight but more so we had a really com fun conversation about her breaking up with the scale and how she's breaking up with this relationship that she's had with the scale and she this was when she'd travel and she didn't bring the scale with her so a little bit of backstory on that okay I woke up the next morning went to the bathroom and saw the scale just staring right at me the temptation was there but I did not give in and I still not given in I will get back on the scale just to check in but right now after being back for a few days and getting back to my regular eating routine of what makes me feel good. I feel totally fine and ready to continue on my journey of testing the waters. Yeah, I mean, you don't need a scale to tell you that you indulged, right? You don't need a scale to say that your body's a little stressed from travel. So you don't need a scale to tell you that. And I think that a lot of times when we're moving through our maintenance journey, it's great to keep on the scale to kind of like recognize what maintenance looks like and feels like to you. Um, it's great to get on the scale to kind of really recognize what, what's normal in terms of fluctuations for you. But you're going to get to a place where you no longer need the scale for that. And you can just trust how you feel and trust what your body's telling you and know what you know. Like you know if you indulged and did a number on yourself, you know you're going to get need to get back on track. You don't need that number in your face. It's not necessarily going to force you to work harder, to be more diligent. So I'm going to force you to get back on track. How you feel alone should be enough to motivate you to do what you need to do to get back to feeling really good. You don't need a scale. Sometimes I think people think that scale is what keeps them accountable when the scale is just a piece of metal on the ground. Whether you know what the actual number is, the feeling is what you really should be going by, right? So if you come back from a vacation, you know you've done a number on yourself, just dive right into back on track and make it your mission to get back to feeling really good. You don't need a scale in order to tell you that. So the scale isn't a measure of success and it's not also a measure of failure. The scale is not, let me say that again, the scale is not a measure of success and the scale is not a measure of failure either. So it's just to help you tool and, and help you learn what either weight loss, 
feel looks like and feels like, right? Or what maintenance looks like and feels like and what's normal in terms of those fluctuations. In weight loss, we use it to pick up on patterns of behavior along with how we're feeling and what we're doing and all those things, what's happening on the scale, especially to capitalize when the scale goes up before it drops down to kind of know when we need to support that body in detox. So the scale and you're, you're using it needs to change. You need to change why you're using the scale when you flip over into maintenance, right? It's to get a handle and a sense of what's normal for you now in maintenance. So you don't need that scale to hold yourself accountable, right? Such a great conversation. Uh, definitely take the time uh, to listen to that if you have the time. It is the first day of spring. Hi, Valerie. Um, I do have some notes that I made on what you posted today, too. I'm just going to talk about that. Uh, it's the first day of spring. So you're going to notice this. So even though you may have lost your weight in the winter time, right, or, you're, or whatever, been maintaining your weight for a while or didn't gain any weight in the winter time, you're going to notice that spring transition. You're going to notice a spring in your step. You're going to notice more energy. This is why... It, this the transition from winter where your body keeps you in that hibernation mode, slow mode, it's dark. This has been the darkest winter in like something like 80 something years. Um, your body's going to start, you know, as the sun comes out, the days are longer, giving you more energy, which is really great in terms of your metabolism and really building on that. This is why it's so important that we really are in tune to our body's needs and we're not like pulling back and scaling back. We're being all in. You may notice that your portions are increasing from when you were looking, when you were looking to lose weight. Be in tune to that because that's really important. After you lose your weight, it's kind of like you're going to go through this year of new, um, new circumstances and environments of maintaining your weight, right? Like you're going to have to lose your weight then you're going to have to go through Christmas holidays, which I know some of you just went through, right? You're going to have to lose your weight and go through the winter and what that feels like. You're going to have to lose your, have lost your weight in a maintenance and go through what spring feels like and then what summer feels like. So, you know, for about a year after you lose your weight, you're kind of changing how you're living physically, mentally, being in tune, you know what I mean? Bringing all those changes to the table and kind of seeing how you feel with that. <coughs> so the spring... It's so great. You're going to notice you might be hungrier, but there's nothing wrong with that. So make sure you, when you do eat, your food choices are nutrient rich. Don't make sure you don't fall into the trap of just forcing yourself to eat salads all the time. You may notice that you start to crave salads more and lighter, fresher foods. You know, if you're starting to crave sweets and you're drinking your water, it could be that you need to bump up your fruit intake especially in the really warm months where your body's not looking for those heavier carbs that create heat and fatty meats. They're looking for lighter, fresher foods that are easier to digest. So really pick up on those little nuances and changes. Um, all right, let's get into Valerie because I do have some other notes here. So Valerie has been in maintenance for a while. You know, Valerie's quite vocal in our maintenance group, which I love. Um, she has been in maintenance for a while. She's about five, three. She is maintaining around 129 to 132. That's her kind of fluctuation range. She would like to get to 123 to 126. That's the range she'd like to be in. When she was doing the weight loss program, she hit a low of 122. So she's one wondering, should I target 117 in order to sit, to have that be her range? Um, now, is it doable? So that's one of the other things. Yeah, it's doable. So so when you hit your lowest 122, right, and you thought that that was your low, and then I told you it's normal to hit about 5, 10 pounds above. That's your range, right? You're going to kind of sit about 5 pounds above that, which makes sense if you're if you're sitting around 122 to 3, 6, 7, 28, 29 range, right? That's pretty good. That's that. And again, 5 pounds is the average, but I fluctuate between like 119 and 130. And so there there is that kind of 10-pound range, but you're so you're going to sit around that five pound range. So you're pretty much on target for that. 
Now, when people reach their goal in the in the weight loss group compared to how they felt before and the way you're going about losing it because it's so much healthier and you feel so amazing, plus you're working through issues and associations, you're working through a lot of shit that makes you more confident. It keeps it keeps you more grounded, constantly keeping your energy directed at yourself. Um, it, it creates you to be more confident. You have more self-love for yourself. And so all of those things in combination may have you reaching a certain way that you feel quite happy and content at in comparison to where you're coming from. And so it happens a lot when people hit a weight that they feel like, okay, I'm ready to move on into maintenance. And then they spend time in maintenance. And then they realize once they've been sitting there for a while, because once your weight has time to adjust and settle, when you have a fat day, for lack of a better word, you feel just as fat as you did as when you had all, you can lose a hundred pounds, a hundred pounds, you can lose 200 pounds. And then once your weight settles and then you have a fat bloated day or whatever, you feel just as fat as you with having lost 100, 200 pounds. The feeling is the same. It's not like a more, you don't feel more fat because you have more weight on you. The feeling is the same. And you don't feel less fat because you have less fat on you. The feeling is the same. So once people's had time to settle into their weight, it does pop up into their head, well, I could probably go for more. And then a lot of people struggle with this because they feel like how they lost their weight and when they lost their weight, it was so self-indulgent because it's a very self-indulgent process. You had to show up every day. You had to be super mindful. You had to do all these things, which, you know, only was to the benefit of your health and wellness. Take away the weight loss part of it, and it was still beneficial just from a health and wellness perspective, physically, mentally, right? But a lot of times we feel really guilty about the amount of time that we put into this, put into ourselves. We feel really guilty about the amount of time we spend on ourselves and put into ourselves, right? This is why we, this is the concept of trying to find me time in your own life. That not that messed up? Me time in your own life. Your whole life should be you time, but anyways... Um, here we are. So it's very normal for a lot of reasons for people to want to go back and continue weight loss journey. So Val has decided that she's going to sign up for the spring summer group, which if you are interested in doing that, make sure you get signed up sooner rather than later, because as you guys know, we always sell, sell out. So that's not a sales. It's a reminder. Um, if you want to do that. So, so there's nothing wrong with this. First of all, only you know what it feels like to live inside your body. And if you are being nagged by, ah, I feel kind of, eh, I could lose some more weight, you probably could. And why not go for it? Especially because with this method, it's all about being as healthy as possible. So do you know what I mean? Like you have nothing to lose. Worst comes to worst, you know, you're going to realize that you are happy where you're at and you would have done all this leveling up with your health and your wellness, physically, mentally, right? So, so the thing is, is that if you have more weight to lose that you want to lose, then don't, you either, you either need to make a choice. Are you maintaining and happy where you're at or are you going to go for more? The problem when you is because when you land in this no man zone, like you're happy where you're at, but you'd like to lose more. You're getting on the scale every day and you're doing the things to kind of lose more, but doing the things to kind of maintain and you're getting on the scale and you'd like to see it move, but you're not really doing the things to actually get it moved. Yes, you're eating healthy. Yes, you're doing a lot. Yes, you're maintaining your weight, but secretly, ideally, you would like to see that weight be lower on the scale. So if you are living your life of maintenance and then kind of sort of doing things to maximize your efforts to maybe lose some weight and then you're upset with what's happening on the scale, you need to be 100% all in and focused on losing. So you can either do this by personalizing your plan, like I'm day in, day out, I'm living a life of personalizing my plan, not to maintain, but to actually lose. So you're maximizing, you're doing all the things with the intention of getting that scale to move, right? Or you wanna repeat the program. There's a difference between repeating the program for the sake of maintenance and repeating the program for the sake of losing, maximizing, doing all the things that you need to do, being all in, doing all that, right, in order to get that scale to move. So 
So you got to make sure you make a decision. If you choose to lose, then lose. Now back to you, Valerie. And you know you're five three. So I am five seven and a half. And my my low weight is about one nineteen. And without really, you know, like that, I can pretty much sustain that. But my natural fluctuation weight when I'm eating and whatever is about 124, 123, 124. My higher range, which is what I'm at now, is about 129, 130. So just to give you a range. So I'm 5'7", and my low is like 119. And so you're 5'3", and you're wondering if your target should be 117. Your target should be feeling confident and comfortable in your skin and your body at the end of the day. Um, but for your size, I mean, sure. Sure, that's that's realistic. You hit 122. The problem with 122 is you probably hit 122 and decided you were done, and you didn't sort of live like work to maintain that. Not to not to say that you didn't work, but it's work to maintain that lowest low. And as soon as you start eating normally, you're going to have your weight be about five pounds above that, and then you just deal in life, and you're right in the range that you're at. So it would make sense um, to target a little bit lower than that if you want to sit in that 123 to 126 range rather than the one. 129 to 132 range. I mean, we're splitting hairs, hairs at this point. Um, but I did notice that you talked about how you just you just feel like you have that little bit um, that you would like to go. So why not go for that? And also, the, here's the thing is, after doing a program like this, you know that you can do it. So always in the back of your mind, you know that if you just put a little bit of you know extra time towards this, you'll be able to achieve that. So why not just fucking get it done? <laughs> just get it done. Get it done. I mean, sometimes I feel like we, we feel like we need to convince ourselves that we love ourselves and we're okay where we're at. At, um, but that's not for us. It's for everybody else who may be saying, you look great. You look fine. Why would you want to lose more? Like enough, like la 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 la. Well, like what? what? Don't, don't listen to anybody else. At the end of the day, you know what? You know what? You know how you want to feel. You know how you can feel. Do you know what I mean? So it's really up to you. I find that's the biggest struggle is not going back and losing more and reaching your goal. The biggest struggle is reconciling going back and spending more time on yourself, right? So that's, that's the, that's the part. That's the part. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Um, crystal clear. I want to get there. The wishy-washy tug is completely gone. Good. Yeah. So just be all in. I, I think that you aim for 117. You might hit 115 for your height. You might get to 120. I think that, I think your weight has had time to solidify. So I think even five more pounds is going to, lost in a healthy way, is going to make a real difference. Do you know what I mean? In terms of you feeling confident and comfortable in your skin. So go for it. Now you might, Val, so you might sign up for the, the, the next group and you might reach that within like, couple weeks, right? And then you can just continue to do the rest of the program to solidify that, or you might reach that goal and then might phase into personalizing the plan to continue to solidify that weight, right? So, so yeah, I don't see why that wouldn't be like, if you were my client, just based on your height alone, that would be a, re a reasonable target and a low, low, not only that you were able to maintain, I mean, to re achieve while doing the program and eating in a healthy way, but that you were able to maintain when you were long, when you were younger. So I think that's totally do doable. 
Um, I agree. Too many people with their opinions of where you should be and not their decisions. Yeah, that's the biggest part, I think, when in my experience with people when they want to lose more is that they feel like they've already maxed out the time to spend on themselves. And everyone in their lives is saying, well, you don't need to lose more or that you're obsessed if you lose more. Yes, I'm obsessed with feeling as healthy as I possibly can. I'm obsessed with feeling confident and comfortable in my skin. I'm obsessed with going about that in all the healthiest of ways. Right? Yes, I'm obsessed with prioritizing myself and taking care of myself. Yes, I'm obsessed with, you know, working through my issues and associations. Yes, I'm obsessed with working through that past diet dialogue because I spent 20 years berating myself, starving myself, depriving myself. Yes, I'm obsessed with breaking these beliefs that I picked up when I was young, you know, like that's need to eat everything on my plate. And do you know what I mean? Like, yes, I'm obsessed with all of that because that, that, that is holding space in my brain. And I am obsessed with getting rid of that space in my brain and filling it with all these other amazing things that are available to us in life, right? Hi, Brendan. Needed to hear this information. This is exactly where I am and keep wondering if I can lose a bit more and how to go about it. You abs If you have more to lose, you don't have to wonder if you can and how to go about it. Absolutely, you can lose. There's no reason why you can't. Um, you can repeat the program again. It's super effective, not only for solidifying the weight you've already lost, for, but continued weight loss. It's de definitely got more structure to it. It definitely has more structure to it. You want to be all in with it. Um, but repeating the program, I'm sorry, personalizing the plan for the intention of weight loss, also super effective at this point. You don't want to get caught in between. You have to pick one or the other, and you have to wrap your head around, you know, taking the time that's going to take to lose. And then this is where you have to use fresh eyes, right? This is where you can't be. Be like, oh, during the week, I'm going to try to lose. Then on the weekends, I'm okay with it. During the week, I'm going to try to lose. And on the weekend, I'm okay with it. Because then you end up spending the next 10 years trying to lose that last five pounds. So that's what we don't want for you. We don't want you to have lost your weight in such a healthy way to get to this place only to spend the next couple of years trying to lose that last five pounds. Do you know what I mean? Like get it done. Just get it done and move it along already. You know, um, that's where you want to get to. Once you, once you've done maintenance and gone through the last three stages and then you decide you want to go back and lose five pounds and you rejoin the group, once you lose that little bit of weight, you still want to lose. Do you have to go back and start all the stages of maintenance or just continue where you left off? So you're, you're lo you've lost again. So, so you lost, right? And then you decide to put time into maintenance and then you've decided that you want to go back and lose more. So then you go back and lose more. Then you want to put time into solidifying that weight. You don't have to put time obviously in solidifying. Like you say you lost your weight. Say I lost my weight in the spring, right? So I reached the first stage. I lost my weight in the spring. I've been working on maintaining my weight ever since. Perhaps I've still been testing the waters at this weight, which is great. And then I decide I'm going to go back for more. So I have to go back and reach stage one again. I have to lose that weight, right? And then I've got to put time into solidifying that weight. Not all of my weight because you've already put time into solidifying your previous weight. But you do want to spend a, a couple months solidifying the weight that you've just lost. Even if it's just five pounds, you want to allow your body to adjust to that five pound weight loss and have that become your new norm. And this is why I'm saying, so you may have signed up for the three month program, which is really effective for helping you to lose your weight, but you may get there halfway through the program. So it's still a great idea to continue to follow through on that program to solidify your weights right? Or you can just move right into personalize the plan to solidify your weight. You've got to put that time in there. So five pounds, maybe you don't need three months, but you know, at least a couple, couple, a couple months I put in that. And then there's testing the waters. Now you could have done a considerable amount of weight the first time you've lost your weight with testing the water. So you might not need very long. You might just feel like, okay, like I've 
feel like I'm good. Like, especially if you repeat the program again and you're working through all that stuff and solidifying the mental part of it even more, strengthening your mind-body connection. So you may find that you don't need as much time in testing the waters because you've already spent a lot of time learning to trust yourself and getting to understand what maintenance feels like to you. This is just same shit, just different weight, right? Still the same. So you might decide that you don't need a lot of time in testing the waters. And then that's sort of when you decide or you get to that point where you're like, I'm ready to just kind of move forward in my life, right? So that extra time that you're putting into that extra amount of weight now that you want to lose is so beneficial, not just from a maintenance perspective, but also because of what you're working through mentally, right? In order to, to, to continue to reach that goal. So you're putting all that concentrated amount of work. So, so what was the question? Um, you still want to lose. Do you have to go back and start with the stages of maintenance or just continue where you left off? So yeah, so you, you want to follow through, lose it again, right? Solidifying again, putting time into testing the waters again, but you might not need as much time as you did the first time around. Just wondering if age has anything to do with weight loss goals. Uh, absolutely not. Um, weight goal more in the 60s, 70s, and the 20s and 30s. No, not at all. Um, weight goal, no. No, there's because, so that, so how we come across your weight goal is, um, well, a realistic goal that I use for my clients is the lowest amount that you, re- that you weighed after the age of 21 that you were able to sustain and maintain. So now say you were 140 and that was your lowest low, um, but you feel like maybe you, you lost your weight and you're at 140 now and you feel like I could totally lose 20 more pounds, right? Then there's no reason why you can't lose that weight and weigh 120. So a realistic goal for people is to weigh the, the, the least amount they weighed after the age of 21 that they're able to maintain. But that doesn't mean if you've always had a weight issue, that doesn't mean that you can't get lower than what you were, right? Because a lot of people are like, oh my God, from some young age, my weight has always been up. So there's your body at any, so it's a really great idea to go back. So if you don't have access to the the weight loss group and you're just in the maintenance group over on our website, we have um, all of our science posts. And in our very first science post, it talks about um, all all the all the reasons why the body doesn't want excess fat. Excess fat in your body, every extra pound of fat in your body causes inflammation and stress in your body. It's it's not healthy for you. You're you're not supposed to carry an extra spare tire around you when you're older. Um, I mean, a lot of times we blow that off as an excuse. Oh, well, your metabolism is slower. But we know science tells us your metabolism doesn't naturally slow slow. Your body doesn't slow you down as you get older. You get broken down because you stop being active and you know you you get broken down because of stress that you didn't help your body you know manage there there's no reason why you can't have just a high metabolism at 90 that you did at 19 so and because people have such a history of dieting they never really had a nice healthy metabolism right so so you could be just as healthy at 60 you know um, as you were at 20 you can weigh less at 60 than you did at 20 and so age really doesn't I know people would like to use age as an excuse age can be used as an excuse in the sense that by the time you hit that age you can be you could you can have really starved yourself neglected yourself deprived yourself stress of life can have really beaten you down when you haven't done anything to help your body manage the stress in your life so it's the state of our bodies when we reach that age but that doesn't mean that you're unable to make significant amount of change or reach the weight loss goals that you want to achieve 
um, at that age. So age doesn't really factor in. Neither does genetics. Like genetics makes you predisposed to, um, like even like, you know, some people um, ha genetically have more fat cells. So you may have more fat cells in your body than I do, but it doesn't mean it's easier for you to gain weight or harder for it to, for you to lose it. It just means genetically that you have a capacity to gain more than I do. So that's even where genetics, it's it predisposes you if you continue to live that lifestyle that you know whoever before you came and lived but it's all about environment and lifestyle and choices that you're making you have a lot of say even when it comes to genetics when it comes to when it comes to um, weight and weight loss for sure uh, my weight is six at 66 is lower now since Gina's program than when I weighed when I got married at 23. Yeah, like it's totally, it's totally, there's just, there's zero science to suggest that it's not doable, but there's a lot of like assumptions and brushing off of our doctors of like, you're just old, deal with it. Oh, you're menopausal, deal with it. It's hormones, deal with it. It's just your age, deal with it. When in reality, it's none of those things. It's none of those things. Your body wants to be, so my point is if you don't have access to the group um, or the book, the science poster in the book and the app, if you don't have access to that, I would go over to our website. There's a whole page over there that's got the science articles in it. And the very first one sort of really talks about this. So um, I love that you added that, Debbie. I love that. I love that. Um, it's amazing that you're talking about where I am too. My low is 117. I stayed at 23 for a long time. Uh, physical problems and meds have had me at 30, 132. And my clothes are tight. I recommitted to myself being back on track for a couple of days. And this morning, the scale moved down to 128. You know, it, it might not even be that you recommitted yourself, Kathy. It could just be the time that your body really went through some physical stress. And now it's time that, you know, this, the, the change of seasons. Do you know what I mean? Your body starts to give you more energy, starting to get healthier, starting to recover, right? I joined the next, uh, I next joined the next session for several reasons, but getting all in during this one has been difficult with physical issues and new medications that don't support weight loss. It's so confusing to talk about when I'm, where I'm at and to hear that others are going through the same thing with their view is very, weight is very helpful. Yeah. I mean, it's so, your weight is going to continue to fluctuate. Life is going to challenge you and test you. And there are going to be different seasons in your life where, so this last season of my life, the fall, um, I went through a ridiculous epic amount of stress early on, um, sort of October-ish, a lot of stress. I knew I was very stressful. It was a very stressful period in my life. Plus, um, and then I'm turning 50. So that for sure is factoring in. And so what happened is I'm going to go back in the spring. In the spring, I got very sick and I was dealing with some health issues and I landed in the hospital and I lost a ton of weight and I was very like, I lived off of Pedialyte for like a month. Um, my weight got really, really low and I just was not healthy. And then throughout the summer, after the group ended, of course, summer came and my, my kids, I had a kid who was dealing with some really hardcore, some serious stuff that they were dealing with, which was a very stressful on me. And I had another kid who went away who was also dealing with issues, also very stressful on me. And I didn't really get a break in the summertime like I normally get a break in the summertime. And I got a physical break, but not a mental break. And then by the time September rolled around, like Tony and I went away um, the weekend before the, the group was starting. And I thought, how am I going to do this? Because I didn't get the break. I didn't feel ready. 
And, um, and you know, I got it together and obviously the group is amazing and I love what doing what I'm doing. But by the time October rolled around, I was really feeling it. And I, I could tell my cortisol levels were through the roof. I could tell my body, it just started gaining this weight and it just, I felt not like me. And I knew it was stress, but you know, I'm turning 50. So as you turn as you, as soon as you turn 50, people are like, Ooh, change your life. Do you know what I mean? Which of course is factoring in, but now actually it doesn't feel like it's factoring in at all. Plus, I ended up going to a, the doctor and I had an actual, like a, an infection I was dealing with, so I needed to take antibiotics. So this all started in October, and I, two rounds of antibiotics later, am just starting to feel better now. So that's October, November, December, January, February, March. What's the date? Yeah, we're in March. So six months, I my weight has been at the higher ends, and it's not from lack of like trying to exercise and eat healthy. And yeah, I talk about how I eat chips and that, but I'm not eating every day. And for the most part, I eat really healthy. And so it's taken six, six, seven, six. <laughs> it's taken six months to my body went through this traumatic period to really calm down from that. So whenever you're kind of dealing with any sickness or anything that you're dealing with, whether it's physical stress on the body or mental stress, it can take a lot longer than what we would like it so you're gonna my point in, in expressing this to you is you're gonna have seasons of your life that are like this where you might be sitting in the higher end of, of for a variety of reasons of your weight right and then you're then the summer is gonna come and spring and summer and you're gonna get you more energy and then your body's gonna be healing and then you may find just by not even doing anything different your weight just naturally comes right back down because you've worked through the stress and you've helped your body heal and it's just a different season in not only season but a different season in your life right so so this is sort of where that's always going to happen it's it's always going to happen you may have you know periods in your life um where you are I, I don't know where you just you feel like your weight is on and you're exercise you're being healthy and you just feel good and you're like every day you're moving and grooving feeling great and then you may have you know a season in your life where you feel like ah the whole world is fighting against you and the shit keeps hitting the fan and you're just kind of struggling just to maintain feeling good that is going to be the rest of your life is you're not going to get this i feel amazing and be there every day you know what amazing feels like so that's your measure right so this this is where you check yourself before you wreck yourself. So if you're going and you're hitting it too, you're, you're maxing yourself out, you got to bust out that maximizing post. You got to manage your stress. You got to manage your sleep. You got to make an intention to move your body. You have to help yourself take care of yourself when shit hits the fan like that, right? So it's just always assessing your situation and where you are in life is the same as managing your weight. Do you know what I mean? It's it's all tied to it. Stress levels go up, your weight might go up, right? Choices in your life you're making kind of off, your weight might be kind of off. You know, when you feel amazing, you got your shit together, you're feeling good, and your weight is down. So it's all kind of really goes together. And because food is such a big part of our lives, it's so intertwined in that. So it should be a little bit confusing. It it should be, right? You're right. Shit is hitting the fan. Yeah. So it should be it should be not I don't think you're confused. I think you're challenged. And I think you're in tune to all the shit that you're dealing with and it's a lot and this is why you're like fuck it's a lot that I'm dealing with right now do you know what I mean so there's no confusion you know yourself you know what you need it's just in now in being in tune 
with what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, you're in tune with yourself. You're in tune with everything across the board. So you know, you know what works for you. You know what it doesn't work for you. Not just your food choices, but your life choices, but your, your environment, your work, your relationships. You know what works for you and what doesn't work for you. So that's the part that's confusing is trying to reconcile knowing that and then try to live a life that honors that. So there's a lot. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Right? So much. It's so much. It's so much. Um, how many for time? I'm way over time because I'm loving this conversation. Um, I talked about this. I turned about turn up the volume. I if you missed it, so we had this great conversation, which just goes perfectly in line. I actually did go through all my notes, which goes perfectly in line with this conversation today. So we had a spill the tea conversation last week with Sarah Shulman. She's down 80 pounds, her fourth group, and one of the things she said, I'm gonna continue to use it ongoing. Is she talked about being where she's at, turning up the volume in her head. That voice inside you, these conversations that you are having, like turn up the volume on that. Like that, that is where your answers lie. You, you guys know what you need to do. You know to drink the water. You know what food choices to make. You know, you know the physical supplements. You know the physical stuff. It's not that. Turn up that internal volume. This is where you got to learn to trust. Trust yourself. Trust your thoughts. If you are thinking something, feeling something, that's a message for you. And if that. That thing that you're thinking or feeling is uncomfortable, that's something for you to work through. So turn up the volume on that, right? Such a great conversation. It's over on our podcast. It was the Spill the Tea, week nine. Um, again, Sarah Shulman, I highly suggest that you check it out. God, it's good to be back. Love these conversations. Uh, thanks for everyone who um, gave me some notes. I know sometimes you can't make it live, so you give me some talking points. Thanks for everyone who joined the conversation today. Um, I hope you all have an amazing week, and I'll see you on Wednesday. Bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com